This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in on another edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. Danny Bailey in with me today. He is co-hosting and producing the product. Danny Bailey, how are you, buddy? Fantastic. I got a couple breakfast burritos waiting for me when we finish up here. And uh, it's always good to kick off Friday and get the weekend ready to go on a Broncos Blitz with you. Well, thanks for being here for one. Also, if you're going to be here, I had to take care of you with some nutrients. Um, So those burritos, um, you know, devour those. And we have a good one today for you guys. It's our last one of the week, and it's kind of like the, the last one of the, I don't know, the end of the off season or like the end of the training camp kind of preseason. And it's the real true start of week one of the 2021 NFL season. We you made it. I mean? we tur- yeah, we made it. We, we, like, we really will turn that page next week. It'll be all hands on deck. We'll be talking about the Giants, how scared are we are, Saquon, uh, you know, Danny Dimes, and, you know, him tucking the ball, not letting him run for 50 or 60 yards, um, you know, during the game and, you know, all the ways that we're going to be able to stop the Giants or not. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. But um, this last couple of weeks, this last week has been like this. Now, I call it like. Themed shows, of course, it's Broncos news a little bit every day. But we talked about Javante yesterday and Teddy's kind words, telling saying that Javante Williams had some Kamara in him, which like you know I love that obviously. And we talked about the rest of the NFL in terms of who's better and who's worse, because you know you're never quite staying the same in the NFL. It's hard to kind of it's hard to get up and compete and match the you know the 11 wins from last season and get the same production out of guys who overachieved, um, guys who maybe got paid, have that same kind of motivation. It's like this sounds so kind of dumb, but it's like it's hard to win games in the NFL. Absolutely. And you know, a lot of people hard last to win, year, bro. A lot of people last year playing games in front of little to no fans. Yeah. So there's that's something tough. to that. Yeah. So this year full stadiums fewer restrictions due to covid i think that's going to help some guys yeah obviously it's going to hurt some we were just kind of happy to have a football season at all last year i think it was so weird we're like take whatever we can get now Mm -hmm. it's like it's really here it's the real thing i mean like where people are gonna be fantasy drafting all weekend long all next week if you already aren't done with your drafts and it's like we wait it seems like forever to get to this point and it's here. I always say, or I used to say when the Broncos mattered, like, let's enjoy the season. Every chapter along the ride of, you know, what could be a Super Bowl season. I don't want to forget anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last four years, though, have been, like, absolutely completely forgettable. So it's the first time that I kind of said it this week a couple times that I'm emotionally invested again a little bit. I was, you know... Um, after they won Super Bowl 50, the next year was Simeon. They won 9-7. and seven. You kind of run that thing back. And you're like, oh, you know, you could live with that. You still have, like, the makings it felt like of. Uh, and, you were, you know, you were wearing the ring. You were, like, the reigning champ. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, Paxton made us fall out of love, you know, with that guy, you know, very quickly. Um, no one really believed in Case Keenum or really got excited about that. It was fake hype. It's like guys like me lying to you. You know, it's like radio guys lying to people uh, about like, oh, you know, they could, she's turn the page. It's his time. Diamond in the rough. Uh, all those kind of things. It's, you know, that, those are just words. The truth is he w- was whack. You know, he was never good enough. Um, uh, you know, he is who we thought he was. 
you know? And then Flacco, definitely. I mean, you know, there's, there is a very, I mean, I'm, I don't know any fraction of Broncos country that really thought Flacco was going to come in here and like be able to lift this team. He was really washed. I was almost like shocked that Elway and those guys would kind of have considered it. That saving grace at the time was we drafted Drew Locke in the second round. So people thought, oh, well, we got, you know, the development guy or the guy who might be better than, you know, so that just never kind of quite worked out. So for four years, it's like I've been, my heart is like, um, Blackened. I'm like the Grinch. I'm like Scrooge mm. McDuck. Um, yeah, you sh- your heart shrunk a couple times. It sizes. did shrunk. It's like I don't know how to love anymore or mm-hmm. be loved, but um, I'm starting to feel like like it beat again, like boom, 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 boom. And I'm like caring about what I think Teddy can do with this team. It's a combination of, you know, a little bit of my respect and hope for Teddy in the storyline of what, you know, Teddy's comeback and the journey, all that kind of stuff um, to just like a desperate desire. Like I just got out of jail with a bunch of dudes and I'm going to go find that woman, any woman who will have me. You know what I mean? That's the truth. You know, like you're so desperate for it. Just did a five year bid with a loser. That's right. Football team. That's right. Yeah. You know, so it's like I might go try to give me a chubby or something. I mean, it's (laughs) like what, you know, whatever. So I'll go to Stampede on a Thursday night ladies night type of thing, you know. Um, But, you know, the Broncos were at, you know, it's it's like. (laughs) <laughs> spring training for a baseball team. It's like, that fresh cut grass. Anything's possible. I think we're, you know, if this goes right and this goes right, you know, in years past, it was like hollow. It was just like a shuffling of the deck. It was like a, you know, a, a, a reboot, not a rebuild, but like, or like a recalibrate. They weren't really better. They're better now. The Broncos are better. So we've talked about yesterday over a couple days ago, like, Position by position, we did that. Like, how are they better here? How are they better here? What are the upgrades here? It's there. Do they just put bodies there? Are they really better there? Yeah, they addressed it. Uh, Baron Browning could be a great player, but he might not play a lick, you know, for this team this year. And we're all waiting for this guy to be some kind of, you know, so like, are they where and how are they really better? We kind of did that stuff. So what I want to do with you today, or at least for like the first half, is um, what I think and what you will be thinking are the most important storylines of this Broncos season. So you're so many great players, uh, great young players on this roster that if they live up to some of the billing, the Broncos have a chance to do something maybe special, compete, you know, go out there and win games. Um, That's the first step before we start talking about playoffs, you know, but kind of how does that happen? You know, what's like the state of the team? My biggest storyline of the season is Vic Fangio. Maybe he's not my biggest, but it's the first one that maybe comes to my mind. It's like we've seen Vic Fangio every single day at training camp with, like, the full focus on the defense. I mean, like, that's where his head is. That's where his focus is. He is barely paying attention to the offense unless they're playing against each other. And even then, his focus is on his defense. So that's who and what Vic Fangio is as a coach. To me, that's a big negative on a team that, again— Say you have a good defense, great defensive players, a defensive-minded head coach, that's cool. But, like, when you have no offense and then your head coach doesn't really care about the offense, where does that leave, like, the state of the team? So what I mean is, like, you know, I'd rather have a good defense with an offensive-minded head coach and just great players on the defense, if that kind of makes sense. It does. Uh, but it's like Pat Shermer is very uh, – I'm weary of him. He's yeah. proven nothing to me. 
He's and actually now when you start you start to pick apart like the body of work where he came from before and you look at him as like when you first brought him here like he's been a two time head coach in this league adding him to be um you know coordinator on your roster now like with no success after a couple of years not a lot of development you're like. He's been fired. Now we know why he's been fired twice. And now we know why he's kind of just the offensive coordinator. And is his brand stale with the new changing of the times of what an NFL offense looks like and how it's ran? And, you know, then does he want to try to fit square pegs into round holes? I mentioned this to Jake. It's like, my only thought is like, well, Mike Munchak will keep them all straight. You know, that Mike Munchak, though, he'll, you know, if Pat Schirmer gets out of line or something, Mike Munchak will get in there and, you know, if they get to throw in the ball too much or if they get off balance, Mike Munchak, I don't know that that's necessarily true. I do think that Mike Munchak is the best coach on this coaching staff. I agree. Okay. Yeah. But he's just an offensive line coach who might have little to no say in the offense and then, you know, let alone it will be getting in Fangio's here. They might not talk for, you know, days on end, weeks at a time for all we know. And they just come together and, you know, plug it in and put the game plan together and, you know, put it up on the board and may talk in front of all the whole group. But it's like, what kind of relationship do any of these guys all have together? And you don't have to have any relationship. Everyone has a job to do. I guess my point is... <laughs> I feel like Vic, I'm very afraid Vic is holding this team back. The defense needs to be really spectacular. And Teddy Bridgewater probably has to be really good in order for this team to have any chance to compete. That's not news. But also, how does that happen? Who helps bring that together? And Shermer said all the right things about Teddy. He compared to Teddy Bridgewater's pocket presence to that of Tom Brady. I mean, those are like, you know, you got a pretty mouth when you talk like that. I'm like, whoa, really? That's good. Holy cow. Well, the only similarity there is they have the same initials. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but um, Teddy's a smart guy, but he's got a long way to go before he's in the same room as Brady. I, I'm totally with you. So, you know, my biggest storyline of the season is who and what Vic Fangio is as a head coach. Now in his third year, will he take charge? Will he be? Will he grow as a head coach? Will some of the shortfalls that happened in the previous years, will he bounce back and we'll get a law of averages? Now, you know, all the, you know he's going to be really savvy with all the, the timeouts and there's um, freezing kickers and going for it here and uh, having McManus go for from 57 here or run another play. All those, you know, those little coaching decisions um bring you know this guy in at this moment of the game this play called it you know here and there um uh, vetoing uh, audibling out when you hear something from Shermer calls all those that's the difference in who knows six games eight games winning 10 games all of those little things and those are all you know how good is your head coach how good is he that day how lucky is he that day that season that week Fangio Fangio is a big is a big question mark on Fangio and I think if they don't go to the playoffs they can go nine and eight, be a big step forward. People would be actually be satisfied with that. He still gets fired. He's got to go to the playoffs. Yeah, this team has to be a playoff team. And with what you said about Shermer, since Fangio is so focused on the defense, with all the talent you have on that offense, you don't want a guy like Shermer who's set in his ways, who's not necessarily going to play into the player's best For sure. abilities. But this is when he, you're desperate for like the young, innovative, next Mick Sean McVay type of next. Exactly. You know, we don't have that on this staff. Yeah, I don't want it all on Shermer's shoulders with this offense. But I think that having a great running back tandem like we expect Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon to be can really help him well, make help the him. offense good. Obviously help the offense. Yes. Obviously help Teddy. 
and keep that defense on the sidelines fresh. But they say defense wins championships for a reason, so maybe that's why Vic's got his focus there. Defense wins championships once the quarterback gets you to the big game. <laughs> sure, you know sure. what I mean? Kind of. So, yeah. All right, uh, give me a storyline for the Broncos season that is intriguing to you. Yeah, I'm going to stick a little bit with the coaching staff here because I think it's a guy who there's been a question mark beside his name for a while now, and that's the special teams and Tom McMahon because people have wondered if maybe he's been kept around too long, if the Broncos have lost games they should have won because of special teams blunders, and special teams, that's the third phase of the game. Offense and defense are very important, but if you're giving up big kick returns, making it easy on the offense, yeah. if you're not covering kicks well and letting letting everybody just run yeah. all over you oh, yeah. when you have your third-string guys on the, te- on the field, yeah. It's uh, it's a scary situation. Well, so I love Brandon McManus. I think he's one of the best players, as I said, one of the top ten most important players on this Broncos team. But Tom it's, McMahon, yeah. it's not has fun to, get to talk about special teams. But I'm like sometimes I uh, I can overthink things, but also I'd like to think I could keep things real simple. Mm-hmm. You know, and what I mean by that is in an NFL game where. The best team in the league on a certain week can lose to the worst team in the league. Any week, like any week that can happen. Yeah, and even w- Sunday. And it will happen a few times during the season, mm-hmm. you know? Um, in a league with so much like parity, where teams are like a, a, a really good team, isn't that far off from like a team that's struggling and bad? Your special teams, like the right there in the middle of weighing or pushing your win one way into the wind or the other way into the wind by just having a special teams you can count on that will be mistake-free, will two or three times turn the field for you, maybe one time give you one little guy who you is so dynamic back there, the threat of him eventually gets you um, catching a punt at the 35, which you take to their 45. You know, the midfield uh, plus five or six yards onto their side of the field. Um, Mistake free, no penalties, um, not letting guys, uh, teams break chunks of return yardage off you in a league that doesn't even feature returns anymore, really. Mm -hmm. Um, In a league where everything's so close, a team that has like a a special teams that is well ran um, and a difference maker, I think is it's a huge X factor, a huge. a huge difference maker. Big special teams plays. You know, again, I like McManus too. He's been great. Even I actually think, um, at, you know, he was not as good last year as we've seen in previous years, but almost didn't matter. You yeah. know, like it didn't kind of matter. He didn't like yep. he didn't keep us out of the playoffs or something like that. And what I mean by that is he probably bounces back and is really good this year. I think that's you know, and McMahon is like a leader of this team. Big time. You know, he's like a leader on this team. So um, I mean, I, I think you couldn't have said it any better. I think the special teams is a gigantic, huge area of concern. If I'm a general manager, um, I'm throwing money at my special teams because it's cheap. I want like one of the elite return guys in the league or a guy who I know has incredible hands. And I could mm-hmm. develop him. He's not going to make mistakes. I want um, high-end reserves. Reserves, are, you know, like reserves cost reserve money. I yep. want those guys on there on my on my you know kickoff coverage. Um, I want smart players on you know my f- team period, but on my special teams, and I want some leaders. I need um, some, you know, g- um, guys who who I don't know some guys who I even play some of my backups. They're on my special teams, which you'll see, like, was he out there on the hands team and stuff, yeah. like a receiver, like yep. a pre- primo receiver. Like, Jul- uh, I've seen Julio Jones out there. Sure. You know what I mean? So I don't want my Julio Jones out there playing special teams, but it's like I want to win every special teams battle. 
And the Broncos yeah. haven't done that in a long time. They've been kind of a joke. Yeah, you got to get guys that are going to make the most out of every time they step on the field. And yeah. if you have guys who are primarily special teamers, yeah. they're going to do that because they know that's the way that they can stay in this league. Okay, I'm going to give you another storyline. Let's do a couple more each, okay? Yeah. Actually, let's call this like the halfway, halfway point, the halftime point of the podcast. want to mention our partner in this podcast, DraftKings, okay? NFL's back. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players like you guys a can't-miss offer for a week one. Just bet $1, okay? $1 on any NFL on any NFL game during week one of the NFL season and receive $200 in free bets instantly no matter what okay those were the key words there instantly like when do i get this stuff instantly that means like right when you do it and then also no matter what take advantage of this limited time offer you heard right DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more in any week one game. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Download it. Check out all of the great promotions, daily odds boost. Make every game a big game with same-game parlays. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code MHS to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet in any week one game. That's promo code MHS to get your $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older Colorado only new customers only restrictions apply see draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 this is the Broncos Blitz podcast I am Danny Williams Danny Bailey is co-hosting with me today he's at dbailey5280 on Twitter I'm at tweets Danny on Twitter uh, find this um, podcast anywhere on like planet Earth, where you could find podcasts. Okay, yep. we'll start with like the Mile High Sports home, the Mile High Sports app, MileHighSports.com. Um, you know, go check it out there. Go subscribe to this podcast at the uh, Spreakers. Yeah, Spreaker, Spotify, Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Pods, uh, Google. Yeah, yeah, Google, pl- Google Podcasts. Yeah, is the, is, that's the platform, I guess. Well, it's funny you say that because we're. Um, like my kids were like, oh, what's uh, dad come from school? What's uh, you know what the biggest number is uh, of all time? I'm like, yeah, infinity <laughs> plus one. And they're like, what? No, Googleplex. And I'm like, what? What's a Googleplex? I was like, oh, yeah, I knew that in case like they're right. You know, yeah. they go to private school. They're smarter yeah, than me. Sure, my sure. kids are smarter than I'm a DPS kid. So he's like, oh, Googleplex. I was like, oh, yeah, what about Google plus plus one? And he kind of didn't get it again still. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, Google. Find us at the Googleplex. We're all, you know, we, we're hoping to get a Googleplex subscribers t- um, to our podcast, which you can find on Google. Um, so uh, let me ask you this. It's Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. We want to make it personal. We want the uh, listeners of the podcast to know us a little bit, a little bit of what's going on in our lives. What do you have this weekend sure. planned? Lots of college football viewing. Yeah, uh, week one. It's going to be exciting. Monster. So yeah, week one in the college. Looking football forward season. to that. Also, my grandpa is in town from California. He's visiting my parents down in okay. Colorado Springs. So I'm cool. going to drive down there on Monday and do a little uh, little backyard barbecue action with Sweet. the Baileys. Nice. All the Baileys are going to be there. No, it's actually my parents are the only Baileys and me, uh, and okay. then my yeah, grandpa yeah. is a Phillips. But and then like know. the drunk uncle Same who thing. just got out of jail. You know, like <laughs> no, that's my family. Um, Okay, so yeah, we want you guys to have a, a good Labor Day weekend if you have what that extra you? day Big off. Plans? Yeah, um, you know, we 
what do we have? We're going to do a little family party thing, too, that's going on. We have cool. that. Uh, JJ has a week off of baseball, Ray. He's, you know, he's had games on Sunday, so there's no Sunday games. So, like, we usually we're used to doing stuff on Saturdays and Sundays. When we don't have anything going, it's like, we're like, oh, what are we doing? What do we got? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you either got to get into projects at the house, like, sure. all right, I mean, Staying the fence like you know, the HOA was been up my ass about, or like you know what I mean, <laughs> or you like uh, let's go do something, let's go yeah. walk around, let's go to Evergreen, walk around the lake and get a, uh, you know, a ice cream or a crepe or sure. something. So well, I think I, Taste of Colorado is going on this weekend. Really down at uh, Civic Center. Taste is this weekend. I believe so. Isn't it Labor Day? I think it's uh, Labor Day weekend. Yeah, did, did they cancel all this? Or is it... Oh, I don't think so. I, I hope mean, not. Like, My friends were talking about. What it are the they other serving? Day. Coronavirus at the uh, <laughs> Taste of Colorado? That's an outdoor event. You uh, listen, know? we it's like the football game. No, it's the an taste outdoor of... event. Uh, let me see. Taste of Colorado 2021. Let's see here. It's September 4th to the 6th. You're right. <laughs> it's Monday too. Yes, yeah, so it goes Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Nice. And what's cool is well, they used to. You know, have there be like little rides and stuff like that, sure. um, little uh, carnival games and stuff like that. And there's vendors and a lot of cool booths from like local small businesses. Oh man, if you time it in the a lot evening of great and it's food. not so hot out there in the pavement, I mean, it's something we do kind of every year. It's like all those like the um, Cherry Creek Art Festival, all mm-hmm. those little like there's certain. Um, Carnation, the Carnation Fair Festival in Wheat Ridge, with you know, it's like a big kind of thing. There's fireworks. When you have little kids, you know, those those things you go do all you know every every weekend, sometimes in the summer. But now that I'm like my kids are all into sports, you don't do as much of those things. So this is like a got to do fa- like a family thing or something this weekend. You have to have that. Mm-hmm. You have to have some kind of barbecue this weekend. I think you have to do some kind of college football, and that's it. Do you have to do actual labor on Labor Day weekend? I think it's kind of a you celebrate all the labor you have already done. Oh, so I don't got to go to Home Depot and start digging no. molds and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to tell my wife, whatever you say goes. So, um, Happy wife, happy life. Say, well, the Baileys aren't doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just drinking White Claws. That's it. Well, actually, I'm moving, so I got to do a little bit of that. Uh, okay. So, but once oh, I'm man, done with I that, would, just totally, relaxation. You know, I totally wish... I can help you move all the heavy stuff and all that, but like I told you, <laughs> JJ's got games all weekend. You're like, you just said JJ has no games this weekend. Oh, I said that. I meant the opposite. Uh, now I'll help you, man. What do you need me to list? My roommate stuff? and I already got most of the heavy stuff okay. done. So yeah, now it's just kind of cleaning out the old apartment, throwing okay. some stuff away, moving over the last of the clothes. Okay. Um, let's do a couple more storylines here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm at Tweet Standing on Twitter, though. You're at dbailey5280 on Twitter as yep. well. I think I maybe mentioned that one time. But hit us, uh, react to us, tell us what you think about the podcast. Uh, okay, so I think there's a lot of each season, um, a team, almost any sport has guys um, fighting for something, playing for something, or not. Okay, and like you can't create senses of urgency. Mm-hmm. That's why, like uh, an NBA uh, playoff series team goes up two to one, and you go back to you know the game three in the opposition's building. It's like a letdown game. It's just like it's like there's a sense of urgency. You have to win that game three. Sometimes that team, most of the time, a good team comes back, and you know, in the game four, we'll win that game four. But it's like that game three. It's like you could um, book it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Sometimes uh, you have to have, I think, the right roster of guys who were hungry for a contract, um, chasing that clout, young guys, chips chips on the shoulder, mm-hmm. guys who have chips on the shoulder, um, veteran guys who still got it, 
Um, Got to have guys like Vaughn and Cortland Sutton, one from each side of the ball, playing for contracts and maybe their football futures. Is Cortland Sutton, who was emerging as a breakout young receiver in the NFL, now just going to be you know, another receiver on a team with a bunch of receivers? Or is he going to have another 75 or 80 catches and prove himself as something very, very special? He's chasing it. He's got a lot of money on the line. You know, he was thinking, I'm going to go get me, you know, $40 million guaranteed on a $60 million deal for five years before he got hurt last year. All I mean, he's got everything to play for. And, you know, will his body let him come back? And is he that kind of guy to come back, do the work, and, you know, be great again? Von Miller again. Vaughn, it's like Vaughn goes down last year. You c- cut your heart out. It's like we got nothing to live for at that point. It's like you knew you we just everything that we had planned on doing and any success we would have had would have been based ar- around Vaughn and a defensive player of the year candidacy. You know what I mean? Like any hope that this team really had in deep down, we kind of knew like better, you know? Yeah. So after Vaughn goes down, it's just like we're kind of toast or milk toast, you could say, I guess. So. Do the Broncos have that kind of roster of guys chasing it, hungry, um, young stars ready to be like live up to the stardom, the superstardom, the Jerry Judys and the uh, Sertans of the world? Um, can I get some old dogs like uh, Kareem Jackson to continue to play elite level football, or does his decline, you know, mean another guy has to step up and? It's a bit of a wash in one area where, you know, you thought you'd be stronger. Um, what is Bryce Callahan? You know, can Bryce Callahan, he was looked at as one of the statistically pro football focus had him as like an elite corner last year when he played football. Mm-hmm. You know, what does that mean this year for that guy who's got like everything to play for? Garrett Bowles, is he going to come back down to earth a little bit? Was he along the... Um, uh, 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 were the stars aligned for Garrett Bowles to have a great season when they stopped calling offensive holding calls, which we know they did because they want to let him go play real football. People want to watch, you know, football. Not yeah, it holding. didn't hurt. That's for sure. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Can he live up to that billing again? Um, I don't know. Give me some other. You know, Josie Jewell, who a guy who people want to like kick to the curb and want like Baron Browning and other like because there's like difference makers at that position for in the sure. NFL. And Josie Jules, I don't want to say he's just a guy, but he's not the from Alabama who's freakishly athletic and one of the great athletes in the league at you know his position. He's hardly that. People, you know, yet Josie Jules can end up leading the team in tackles, you know, and being a big time difference maker. Say he's your, you know, uh, say Baron Browning develops into your elite special teams guy for the time being. And, you know, all of these things kind of have to fall into place in order for it to, like, all work kind of together. So not only does Fangio and, like, the front office, it's like you have all these ingredients. And it's like Top Chef. Oh, we all have the same ingredients. Let's see what you come up with. Some people are going to make the most incredible dish. Whoa, how'd you make this with these ingredients, you know? And some people are going to add a little bit too much of this, might not have much enough of this. It's like... You know, the head coach the uh, and your front office, a little bit like like, like, like the chef, you know? Um, but also, the ingredients got to be fresh, ripe. Uh, that's too ripe. That's, uh, that's not, uh, it's overcooked. You know, that's, so it's, again, it's like so cheesy to say. It's cheese dick to say, oh, man, uh, everything happens for a reason in this world. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, that's the guy who just got broken up with. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like. It's hard to win football games. 
So many things kind of have to fall in order. All of the things we talked about. Plus, like, your guys in the team, it's got to be some chemistry there. You know what I mean? It's got to be, the guys got to come together. It's got to be some chemistry. It's gotta, players got to have, the right guys got to have some, some charisma in the locker room. Bring everyone together, guys who bring guys together. It's When the going gets tough, a team that's like barely hanging in the wind anyway, you start to struggle. That's when guys start to, it gets chippy. It's when guys start to play for themselves, play for their own for money. Sure. Play for their own, you know, livelihood, making business decisions instead of selling out for the team. So I think that's uh, one of the biggest things Teddy Bridgewater brings to this team. I think so, too. Yeah. He's a again, you heard George Payton and um, even Shermer say it. Shermer was like people were like reading into every word everyone was saying. And people were like, Shermer said Drew Locke's the best he's ever looked. You know, and I'm like. Okay, he didn't say he looked like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he didn't say he looked the best like a young Aaron Rodgers has the ever best looked at this stage. Of Drew he said Locke. the best version of himself, yeah. which is like, um, I guess I'll have rice cake <laughs> as a snack. But do you have any rice crispy treats? No, we just have the rice cake. Do you want to put some peanut butter or something on it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know, do you have any Nutella? No, no, we don't have Nutella. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's Drew Locke. It's a rice cake with some stuff on it, but not even the good stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's edible, I guess. It's well, food. Well, at least the, the peanut butter probably helps you from getting the crumbs from it all over the place because it holds it's it together a little bit. Actually. Now I'm going to... That sounds kind of good, actually. But um, so, you know... Nutella would do that, too, though. Yeah, that's true. The storyline, my storyline, I guess, the being of, like, how many things have to go right for a football team to win, but also the cast of characters itself. Like any great show or, or you know, movie, with, there's no stars, so you don't want to come out and watch. There's no great storylines, so you don't want to come out and watch. The Broncos matter now. They're relevant again. Yep. I'm caring about them. I like the talent. I like Teddy. Um, I think I, I got somewhat a little bit of hope left for Fangio out there. Uh, George Payton, the verdict, the jury's still out on the guy. You know, we'll see what his guys are made of, what he's capable of. And that's it. It's real hope. I tell people when it comes to the Rockies, like, um, don't emotionally. You can go down to Coors Field. I want to, you know, it's been like a week or two. And we go. JJ's eight. We love to go be down there. You know, go down there. Have fun. Go buy some hat. You know, we, I, we, I, we, we both love hats. You know, um, get like uh, a kebab with the... Strawberry, strawberry, marshmallow. And they got a brownie one, too. Like the oh, yeah? Brownie. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, you know, you can go down there and have fun. It's a great place to be. But don't emotionally invest your 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 your, your heart and soul into the Rockies. Why would you do it? It's just going to let you down. And I've disconnected from the, the Broncos over the last couple of years, and I'm feeling like... Um, uh, I might have found love again. Like she's, she made me love again. I thought I'd never love again, but Teddy's made me feel like a spark. Like I felt down in my shorts. It moved a little. You know what I mean? It's like mm. I don't have erectile dysfunction. I've heard all the commercials about it. Okay, but I there imagine like, oh, you know, can't get this. But Wiener hasn't moved in a couple of years. But I go take the pill or do whatever they do. I get that movement down there, that tingle. I get that feeling back again. I'm ready to go make love again. Okay, not a perfect comp. Might have got weird for a second, <laughs> but it is the end of the podcast. Um, we want to. I want you to give me one more storyline um, that you can come up with for this Broncos season, and we'll wrap up this podcast for the week. Yeah, this is something that you and Jake have talked about several times. It has. It goes back to how good this defense is. This team has to 
create turnovers and yes. limit them on offense. So we need I to have that. a huge plus t- plus in the turnovers column. And I think they're capable of it. They mm-hmm. have the talent on defense. Teddy Bridgewater is the right guy for the job on offense to not Look give the Look at the, the quarterbacks we have in the first three games. Yeah. Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. Mm. Okay? Yeah, so, I mean, that's three young guys who are you know are going to make mistakes. Why not set the tone and the tempo of the season, the regular season, with – uh, two turnovers in the first game, uh, picking Trevor Lawrence uh, off in the second game, another turnover, um, you know, strip, force, fumble, go, um, and then do it again in a Jets game where you just roll their, that turnover battle plus five after three games. Yeah. You know, against, you know, six turnovers to one Broncos turnover, something like that, because I think they're going to play real clean football. Yeah, and Justin Simmons, Shelby Harris, Ronald Darby, guys that get their hands on the ball, guys that create You're those right. big time plays. You can't predict that stuff. Yeah. You cannot predict the year where those balls that are tipped and they fall just short out of your hands are going to fall into your hands sure. and you're going to pick it up and go for seven or pick it up and scrap around for 30 yards and all of a sudden you're uh, there, you know, you're already in field goal range kind of stuff. Um I I that's a real storyline that like is again, those this you can't prepare for it. You can't even really practice it. Like we said, John Fox sure. would like the ball on the ground, pick it up and go, finish it. You know, yeah. let's get used to that. Scoop and score. You know, yes. Um, but they got the right cast of characters, like we said. Sertan is like a ball hawk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kareem Jackson is that guy. Justin Simmons was that guy last year. I wanted to be more of that guy. Yeah. You know, um, I think that Kyle Fuller um, is going to have a, a, car- a career renaissance here. For one, because he's not going to have to do Every last thing he had to do for the Bears in that secondary. Now he's going to be a piece back there and can really, you know, give his best of what he has left. You know what I mean? Um, what else? Um, I mean, it's all predicated off the pass rush, though, right? 100%. So, um, Vaughn and Bradley Chubb, we've never really seen what they're capable of together at its fullest. It's almost like it wasn't meant to be. It's feeling like that. Yeah. So let's change that narrative. Have those guys look like Mathis and Freeney. Yeah, they you know, know the I mean? expectation is there, so, and they're ready to seize it. Uh, I hope so. I yeah. kind of hope so. So uh, I'm with you. And do you know what? One more little uh, taste on that. We talked about Javante Williams for a lot yesterday. Man, if he's good, this guy's good in a horse. And him and Melvin Gordon are really just like they're running the ball 35 times a game. Teddy's only have to throw in it 20, 25 times a game. They're really dictating, um, I mean, what that'll do for the defense oh, in yeah. conjunction. And for a team where we don't have Aaron Rodgers and we don't have one of these, like, eight guys where it takes to just, like, you know, <laughs> you could have a defense play like crap that day and you're gonna, they're going to go out and score you. Uh, where you don't have to have, like, every facet. We had no run game today, but this guy's threw three touchdowns for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, for, we know Teddy's not that guy and we don't have that guy. So... For a team where you know, like, it has to work in conjunction with another, every piece of like the machine has to kind of all go together. Um, I think this team actually has the pieces that can accomplish that. 100%. That's it. It makes George Payton look really good. So I think so far, so right. Again, here's what I like about George Payton. Then we'll wrap this thing. He was in on Matt Stafford. Okay. And reportedly offered the ninth overall pick as a part of a package. If I'm Matt Stafford, I look at the Broncos. I'm, you know, if I know the Rams are in, just as interested, I'd say that Matt Stafford probably pushed his way to the Rams. Yeah, okay. it's L.A. That defense is also There's special. There's no shame in that. But yeah. we know that the Broncos were in on Matt Stafford. Sure. We knew that. I'm down for that. As they should be. And, and I think the Aaron Rodgers stuff, 
I'm starting to believe that it might have been Aaron Rodgers who might have got cold feet. And the night of that draft, when it's like this thing's about to go down, mm. if he made it very clear to Green Bay, I'm not coming back. Do this now. We will say all the right things going out on all the press conferences, all that, you know, I won't play for you again. This thing's going to get real ugly. You're going to, you know, you're not getting, you will not get any composition out of me. I will retire. I'm not playing for you. Don't make this ugly. Green I've Bay given you everything. Him. Do the right thing. You could look at it like that. That may be yeah. true. But also, I think kind of deep down somewhere he wanted to go back. Okay. A little. Because the only place he knows. Um, Change is a, scary. He's a hero and a legend there. Change is very scary, yeah. bro. And um, even if it's, like you know, one last kind of hurrah. Um, uh, you know, that's but my point is, we know the Broncos were in into maybe the extreme into the max into maybe offering everything they could have possibly wanted to offer. You need the OK from Aaron and you need Aaron to push Green Bay into making the decision two parts twofold. So. Again, one of those guys could be our quarterback right now. If Matt Stafford is out here being our quarterback, we'd be losing our minds. You know, he's he's great. Yeah, he's again. It's like Matt Stafford in uh, the Rams are. I, th- I think the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. I love the Rams this year. I think they're great. Again, that might be just me, but I think. Wish we could have seen some of the Rams when they came to town. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's you know that's that's it. Anything else? No. Great show. We got, got a podcast big today. week. We next do week. long podcasts together. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Big week next week though. Getting Huge ready for week. the Giants. Monster. Real football that matters in the NFL. Monster Can't week wait. one. I hope you're in next Friday because we'll oh, do be the, you know, the full thing on Friday. So uh, good job, Danny Bailey. I am Danny Williams. This was. Hey, you did a great job, too. Oh, shucks. You're so, you know, you're so nice. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook. They're a partner of this podcast. Um, you know, go. Go make it happen with those guys. Uh, best some college football with them this weekend. We'll talk on. Monday or Tuesday, about all of our riches. And other than that, Jake, um, sorry, Danny Bailey. Jake will be back next week. Danny Bailey, you can find um, at Mile High Sports doing things every single day from afternoon drive. Yep. Working with Andrew Mason, who's one of the best in the whole market. And Eric Banana, he's all right. Um, and then um, <laughs> you, what else do you do? I got the MMA plug. Yeah. Wednesday nights, six okay. to seven. Colorado's only live local MMA radio show. Also the fan cave. Yep. It's from six to eight those on guys Thursdays. Are like, you know. That is a fun show. If you're just a fan of sports and yeah, maybe those you don't guys like, are like so fans much the top doing sports stuff. talk radio. Yeah, and I it's think a that's great actually time. Really great cool time. They're good dudes. Yep. And then also tune in to Mile High Sports if you want to catch a CSU football game on the radio. We do that throughout Denver as Tonight, well. Tonight we got CSU football. Tonight we have CSU football. You got to yes, handle all that stuff o'clock. around here. I handle it on days I'm in, and then we got the wonderful got Alex team, Becker, yeah. Uh, yeah. B- uh, blossoming uh, play-by-play guy in the Colorado high school yeah. sports game. He does it on weekends, so that I don't have to come in on Saturdays, which is great. Of him. All right, Danny, have a good Labor Day weekend. We'll see you next week. You we appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.